0: (inaudible)
1: M-S-W-Media.
0: Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, December 12th, 2022. Today, the January 6th committee reveals when they will release their final report and make criminal referrals as they huddle Sunday to finalize their work. Kirsten Cinema has left the Democratic Party to become an independent. Jack Smith files a motion to hold Trump in contempt and Judge Beryl Howell denies it. And Senate Democrats plan to use their subpoena power to investigate corporate abuses. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hey Dana, happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, my dear friend. How are you? Did you have a good weekend? I had a very relaxing, nice weekend. And now it's stormy and cold. And so I feel like I need to have some like grilled cheese with tomato soup or something.
1: That sounds delicious. I believe Roxanne gay is eating and drinking the same thing.
0: Oh my gosh. I am yep. following in the footsteps of greatness then, because
1: you are indeed. <laughs> she yep. is tweeted out today's a day for tomato soup. She is one of my favorite people.
0: So I think that uh, we've got a really big show today, even though we don't have a guest, because there's a lot of interesting news that's coming out. And uh, also, I just wanted to let everybody know, you are coming to us, uh, if uh, Dana's recording sounds a little echoey or whatever, it's because you are where? You're traveling today.
1: I'm in New York. I had a very busy weekend. I was was hosting a dinner at the Library of Congress in D.C. on Friday night. I flew directly to New Orleans to perform at the Human Rights Campaign on Saturday. And now I'm in New York City, so yes, I, I appreciate your patience. If for some reason there's a difference in sound on today's recording,
0: yeah, and there might be like a little bit of a delay or something weird. I just wanted to
1: give everybody a heads up, but we uh, apologize in advance
0: for that. It is not on purpose to annoy you. <laughs> 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 there are so many things we could do on purpose to no, I'm just kidding. We would never do that. All right, we have a lot of news to get to. Let's hit the hot notes. Awesome. Hot notes. Baby, All right, first up, Rep. Benny Thompson. He is the chair of the House January 6th Select Committee. He said Wednesday that the panel's long-awaited report will be released on Wednesday, December 21st. Thompson said the report's release would be coupled with some form of public presentation, the details of which are still being sorted out by committee members. Interesting. The report and accompanying materials will all be posted online, according to Benny Thompson. He also says any decisions regarding potential criminal referrals will come the same day and will be voted on publicly. Dana, that means they will take a public vote on each criminal referral and they will televise it somewhere. It'll probably run on all the majors, but it'll also probably be on C-SPAN if anybody's interested. Although I can't imagine a proceeding like that not being put on the major networks. Another thing to consider, we've heard early reports that like Eastman and Clark and Trump and Meadows will be, you know, referred to the Department of Justice for criminal referrals. Those would probably all go to Jack Smith. When I asked Andrew about that, he had a very interesting answer, Andrew McCabe on like the most recent episode of Jack, the podcast, which is out now. You can check that out. And he he talks about how that kind of mechanically works like a criminal referral, so to speak.
1: Great, because I don't know and it'd be nice to learn about it. Yeah,
0: and and that kind of ties into the fact that Thompson indicated on Tuesday, criminal referrals related to the Capitol attack were under discussion but that the final decisions, including on specific crimes and specific names, had not been made because it's pending a vote by the committee members. And apparently that vote will be made public. So why December 21st? Well, I imagine there's a ton of paperwork and they have to get the vote notifications out in time. I will be poring over the report and underlying evidence and transcripts online once it's all released. And of course, I'll be Uh, positing on this show and on Clean Up on Aisle 45 and with Andy McCabe on Jack how this information and the referrals can be used by the Department of Justice to look for inconsistencies and or confirmation of testimony that they've taken, the Department of Justice has taken in the federal grand jury. Remember, they have to match. Otherwise, their witnesses can be impeached at trial. That's what happened with the Durham trial against Michael Sussman, that attorney for the you know the Hillary Clinton campaign, when Jim Baker, their witness, former general counsel of the FBI, told three different things to the inspector general, to Congress, and to the Department of Justice federal grand jury. So we want to make sure, we know that there are also IG, inspector general investigations into what happened on January 6th and what happened in the DOJ with the Pence pressure campaign. So that testimony, the congressional testimony by the 1-6 committee, and the grand jury testimony already taken or still to be taken by Jack Smith has to match up. Otherwise, it can blow the case. So that's why they need all that information. I'm sure dozens of reporters will be parsing all this information once it drops. It'll make for a very interesting Christmas full of headlines. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff in there we don't yet know.
1: Oh I am sure. And this is from Burgess Everett at Politico. Surprising absolutely fucking no one, <laughs> Senator Kirsten Cinemas changing her party affiliation to independent, delivering what they're calling a jolt to the Democrats' very narrow majority. And Washington along with it. Now, in a 45-minute interview, the first-term senator told Politico that she will not caucus with Republicans and suggested that she intends to vote the same way she has for four years in the Senate. She said, nothing will change about my values or behavior, which is a little fucking terrifying that nothing's going to change about her behavior because she's been a douchebag. Now, provided that Cinema sticks to that vow, Democrats are still going to have a workable Senate majority in the next Congress, though we're not exactly going to have that neat and tidy 51 seats that we assumed. So they're expecting to also have the votes to control Senate committees. Also, Cinema's move means that Manchin, who has been a pivotal swing vote in the 50 50 chamber the last Two years? Well, that will hold on to some, but not all, of his outsized influence in Democratic caucus. Now, this is a power grab by Cinema, and I'll get into this if the story doesn't cover it. It's fucking crazy, but smart. Now, Cinema would not address whether she will run for re-election in 2024 and inform Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of her decision on Thursday. And this is a quote. I don't anticipate that anything will change about the Senate structure. This is from Cinema, adding that some of the exact mechanics of how her switch affects the chamber is, quote, a question for Chuck Schumer. I intend to show up to work, do the same work I've always done. I just intend to show up to work as an independent. Well, even before her party switch, she faced rumblings of a primary challenge in 2024 from Ruben Gallego, and he's a Democrat in Arizona. Becoming an independent, this is what's going to happen, and I want people to to know this part. It's going to avoid a head-to-head primary against him or any other progressive should she seek re-election. A theoretical general election campaign could be very chaotic if both Democrats and Republican field candidates against her. Now, it's been a decade since the last Senate party switched when former Pennsylvania Senator Arlen Specter left the GOP to become a Democrat. And even longer since former Senator Joe Lieberman, who she had some comments about, (laughs) switched from Democrat to independent. Manchin routinely bats away rumors that he's also leaving the Democratic Party. So this is why she did this. I've read plenty of feeds on Twitter from people that know her and know her well. She knew she was going to get primaried. She's trying to avoid it. The only way for someone to primary her directly who's got a chance of winning is for one of these very strong Democrats to also change their political affiliation to independent.
0: Yeah, because and I asked this question on Twitter, too. I was like, what if I run as an independent and try to primary her? There is no independent primary. Right. So that wouldn't work. I was like, that's a bummer because that would be fun. Because then you could run against her and primary her as an independent and then drop out of the race and let Ruben Gallego have all your money, <laughs> which is what my, where my thought process was. But that's not how it works. So, yeah, this was 100 percent about her getting primaried, knowing she was going to be primaried. And so this allows her to stay in the race. And now everyone's concerned about her siphoning votes off of uh, a Democratic candidate for that Senate. Right. Mm
1: hmm. Yep. She knows what she's doing. And this is what they said. She does have the same values and morals as a Democrat. But he said in this Twitter and it was it was it was him that she'll sell anyone out to to gain power. That's the problem is, is that sure she has these beliefs, but she doesn't seem to have any morals or scruples to back them up.
0: Yeah, 100 percent power grab for sure. All right. Next up, a federal judge on Friday declined to hold former President Donald Trump's office, the office of President Trump, the 45th president of the United States, in contempt for not fully complying with the May subpoena to return all the classified documents he stole. And that's according to people familiar with the proceedings. They are sealed, however. U.S. District Judge Beryl Howell told the Justice Department lawyers and Trump's legal team to come to an agreement yourselves. You figure this out yourselves over what actions or assurances by Trump's office would satisfy the government. Now, one of the central areas of disagreement between the two sides has centered on the Trump's legal team's repeated refusal to designate a custodian of records to sign a document attesting and promising that all classified materials have been returned to the federal government. A media coalition that included the Washington Post sought unsuccessfully to open Friday's hearing, arguing to Howell that grand jury secrecy rules should not apply to these proceedings, given the extensive public litigation between Trump and the government over the Mar-a-Lago search in federal courts in Florida and significant reporting about the underlying subpoena, as well as the principle that the court proceedings should be public. Quote, the First Amendment and common law rights of access to judicial proceedings oblige the court to provide public access to the hearing and seal only those narrow bits of it that implicate still secret grand jury material. That's Ballard Spar law firm attorneys Charles Tobin and Maxwell Mishkin, who were representing the news organization's coalition. Attorneys for the media organization said they would continue to seek the unsealing of materials given the public importance, including any redacted opinion, hearing transcript or related filings from each side. In a statement, a court spokeswoman only said this afternoon, the court held a hearing regarding an ongoing and sealed grand jury matter. This matter remains under seal pursuant to grand jury secrecy rules. Now, Ryan Goodman told, I think it was MSNBC, quote, the Justice Department has also raised concerns that not enough detail has been provided about how searches were conducted at certain Trump properties, particularly Bedminster. That's interesting. mm, Bedminster. Quote, he also said it was unclear after the closed door proceeding if the judge, Beryl Howell, had left open the possibility of ruling on the matter at a future time. He also says this, this contempt motion indicates Jack Smith is going after this matter aggressively. My understanding, Dana, is a judge Beryl Howell might see this as not yet ripe for contempt. Kind of like how you have to, if you're trying to serve somebody, you can't just try one time and then tell the court, well, we tried. You actually have to go through all this due diligence. And so maybe, and this is, you know, just kind of based on some of the information coming out and what Ryan Goodman said, maybe Judge Beryl Howell is like, look, this contempt charge won't hold. You, You have to keep trying to come up with a resolution yourselves And then maybe at some later date, you could bring it back to her and see if she will hold him in contempt. But we'll see. And I'll ask Andy McCabe about it on the next episode of The Jack Podcast to see what he has to say. I'm sure he has some examples of this happening in the past that we can compare it
1: to. Sounds great. All right, A.G., two days after Democrats clinched an outright majority in the Senate, Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden, he sent a letter to the biopharmaceutical company Amgen seeking answers to a host of questions involving tax avoidance. And this is a quote in advance of potential public hearings and proposing new legislative changes. It's critical to understand how Amgen, a multinational pharmaceutical corporation based in the US with annual sales of 26 billion primarily made to US customers, paid a lower tax rate than a postal service worker or a preschool teacher. That's fucked up. And he's the Democrat from Oregon. He wrote that on Thursday in a letter providing a December 21st deadline for those answers. Now, the subtext of the letter was very clear. For now, this is a voluntary request. In a few weeks, the committee may not ask nicely. Yeah, well, a victory in Georgia this week gave Democrats a crucial 51 seat. Yep, because Warnock was elected, breaking the power-sharing arrangement with Republicans they've had for two years under an evenly split Senate, Now, come next year, A.G., Democrats will have unilateral subpoena power in many committees to compel investigative targets to provide documents and testimony, and we won't need GOP support for that. Wyden's letter provides a glimpse into how Democrats intend to utilize that power. In interviews with NBC News, key Democratic senators signaled that they are eyeing populist-themed investigations of corporate abuses, tax dodging, harmful big tech practices, and powerful entities like drug makers and oil companies. This is good stuff. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer told reporters on Wednesday that caucus leaders will meet to map out a plan forward.
0: Yes, excellent. speaking of big tech... Elon Musk put a hit out on Dr.
1: Fauci on Twitter today. He sure did. And insulted transgender Americans while he did it.
0: Yep, by saying uh, preferred pronouns are prosecute slash Fauci, dispelling any myths in a nearly maybe 24 hour ago New York Times story that says, we can't figure out what side of the political aisle Elon Musk is on.
1: (laughs) When I saw that, I was like, you gotta (laughs) be fucking kidding me. I was like,
0: is this a pitch bot? No, that was the actual New York Times. And in uh, some other news, Marjorie Taylor Greene told a group of right-wingers that if her and Steve Bannon had been in charge on January 6th, they'd have had weapons and they'd have won. That I find that absolutely stunning. So I tagged the Justice Department. <laughs> Good. Like, one, you would have won what? Yeah, what does that even mean for her? <laughs> like, you would have won the treason game like she's a horrible piece of shit yeah she absolutely is and, and she is pulling a lot of strings in the house right now it's going to be very interesting to see there's this old saturday night live sketch like back in the day when john Lovitz was on called tales of ribaldry and John Lovitz played this character who would read these, you know, like these old romance novel stories like, oh, it's a woodsman and a, the wife of the manor. Oh, let's watch. And he would always <laughs> he would always be tales of ribaldry. And then he would go, let's watch. And he would like 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 a little chipmunk with nuts like, oh, uh, yeah, I remember. And every time I think of the house and them trying to elect a speaker, I just, oh, let's watch. I just I, oh, how funny. I have it in my head. Maybe we could dig up a clip somewhere and play it for you. <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about because I think people are listening right now. What is she fucking talking about? Hello, and welcome to Tales of Ribaldry. I'm your host, Evelyn Quince. Tonight's tale is the ribbon adventure of a lusty bootblack, and we're invited to watch. Let's. <laughs> anyway yeah so marjorie taylor green elon musk the house republicans totally normal behavior right dana
1: always yeah always normal behavior mm-hmm. why would anyone think that they all lost their fucking minds yep
0: true all right everybody we'll be right back uh, with the good news stick around
1: After these messages, Woke AF Daily is your much-needed wake-up call in a weary world. Get woke with my bevy of special guests from the worlds of news and politics, arts, entertainment, and spirituality. Where else can you start the conversation on the latest headlines and end on the importance of rest and mindfulness? Where else can you hear a sitting member of Congress one day and a practicing yogi the next? Where else can you take in the world, filter through the powerful voice of a black queer woman? Where else but Woke AF Daily with me, Danielle Moody. Hi, I'm Moji LaWodayel from the Feminist Buzz Kills Live pod, the only podcast that helps you navigate the news in this post-pro anti-abortion hellscape. Each week with co-hosts Marie Kahn and Liz Winstead, we dissect all the news from that sketchy intersection of abortion and misogyny with providers and activists working on the ground. The cherry on top is we have amazing comedy guests who help us laugh through the rage. Feminist Buzz Kills Live drops Fridays wherever you pod. Listen
0: and subscribe because when BS is popping, we pop off. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news? Everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, pets in costumes, pets with sweaters, Nakey pets, whatever you got, pets, babies. Also, Dana loves babies. I love frog orgies.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want. It's funny every time. It doesn't make any sense.
0: I wish I knew the episode that that is the origin of that. If anyone remembers, oh my god, what episode that came out of, please let us know. Uh, and if you have any shout outs you want to give to a loved one or somebody that you know or a local business that's doing amazing stuff or a local charity. Just let us know. If you have adoptable pets in your area, you can send it to us by going to dailybeanspod.com, clicking on contact. So let's kick it off with DJH pronouns she and her. A recent last week district court case out of San Antonio determined that a plaintiff suing for the bounty under the Texas so called heartbeat law, Senate Bill 8, could not recover because the plaintiff had no standing in as much as he could not show any injury. You'll recall that Texas Supreme Court ruled in March of 2022 that Senate Bill 8 did not implicate indirect state enforcement. Plaintiffs there argued that because the bounty system had to use the courts. It was indirect state enforcement which would have violated the act. The San Antonio case will probably get appealed, but it's a good first start. That is really awesome. I didn't hear about this. So thank you for sending that in. So basically, a person tried to sue for the $10,000 bounty. Yes. And they were told... Nope, you could show no injury. So, very good.
1: That is good.
0: Pick is my lovely 11 year old Catahoula leopard dog. I That is one I haven't heard of. Uh, amazing. She's a rescue, has a brother who will be featured next time I share good news. The Catahoula may be a mix. She's scary, smart.
1: Look at this baby. Oh my gosh, she's got a little snaggle. <laughs> it's just stuck on the left hand side. <laughs> it
0: makes her face so cute. She's like, skeptical dog is skeptical. <laughs>
1: Oh, so cute. All right. Thank you for that. All right. This is from Shauna. Pronouns she and her. Hello, Beans Queens. Love your show and recently became a patron. Happy to support you. First, I'm hoping you can bring some attention to the Trevor Project. Shauna, I would love to. I'm currently doing a fundraiser for them and I have discovered that many people have never heard of them. The Trevor Project provides free crisis support 24-7 for LGBTQ youth. I hope listeners will check them out. I just want to do a little side note right here. When Trump was elected, calls to the Trevor Project skyrocketed by 300%. Oh
0: my God. It's
1: also a suicide hotline. Okay, so please, if you want to donate to an organization. Organization. This is a good one to donate.
0: I remember to. Ian Harvey and I did a, a "Love Trumps Hate" comedy show, and all of our funds uh, went to support the Trevor Project um, right yeah. right after Donald was elected. Too that I I didn't know that statistic. Man, that's that's frightening. Yeah,
1: it was a lot. Uh, next from the submission is the, What the Mutt times three. I included a picture of. Hold on. I'm in New York City, I'm in New York City, the sirens to you. <laughs> okay, next, what the mutt times three. I included a picture of the three rescue mutts living in our house. From left to right, we have a one-year-old frog. There's your frog, seven-year-old Bean, and 14-year-old Coco. I'm including their DNA results, but you may as well forget it for frog. He is 16 breed, super mutt. But he absolutely adores every human and dog he meets and smothers them with love. So we get daily frog orgies. I told you you were going to eat your frog orgies. It happened. Nice. Dean and Coco will be a little easier. Thanks for all your hard work. Love your humor, ladies. Oh, my God. Look at these guys. (laughs) Oh, my God. They're adorable. This whole breed. All right. So
0: from left to right is frog. So frog is the one we might have trouble with. So I'm going to say it's a beautiful dog. There's I? some
1: lab and pity and great dane and chihuahua and boxer and
0: chow and chow. Probably like something that we would never expect, like a Pomeranian or something. <laughs> totally. Uh, and then let's see. We have frog and then bean. Bean looks like. Pity a... mask. Oh, I'm alright with that, yeah. And uh sharpei. That works. And then. Who do we have on the Coco?
1: Oh, the cutest fucking dog is what we have on Coco if this is the one in the stroller.
0: Yeah. Um Gosh, what do you think?
1: A little bit as good as it gets. So what is that? Uh It's a uh gr- uh, uh Griffith, Griffin Griffin Not a Brussels Griffin. Brussels is Griff- it a Brussels Griffon? Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, and then maybe let's say some Chihuahua.
0: Yeah, maybe a little
1: uh, Oh my god, it's so cute. It really is the cutest. Okay, here we go. All right, let's see. This is in frog's DNA. Uh,
0: pity, cattle dog, Catahoula leopard dog, chow, lab. There we go. Chihuahua. That was the weird one. I said Pomeranian, but it was Chihuahua that we weren't Stafford expecting. Stafford Terrier. Stafford Terrier, Whippet. Okay, that's beautiful. Cattle
1: dog. Yeah, this is just a definitely a frog orgy for sure. Here's Beansbreed. Pitbull. Ter- Stafford Terrier. Chow Chow. Oh, Staffordshire
0: Cherry, Chow, Lab. And that's it. Okay. Awesome. Okay. we're. I think... Cocoa Spring,
1: Shih Tzu, West Highland. Okay. That makes sense now. <laughs> totally does. I was like, I don't know. But now these... We're forgetting dog breeds is what's happening.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably true. But that is a great combo. I mean, it's like backing out a quadratic equation, right? Like where you have to do a factorial. <laughs> it's like, it's really, it seems like you're working backwards. Oh my God. But the yeah, I see the Shih too okay. and I see the West, the West Highland White Terrier. So and-
1: cute. And I see a cat in a house. You're up next.
0: Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Hi, Beans Queen. Sending a picture. Oh, this is Stephen Kathy, by the way. They, them. Sending a picture of our cat, Quidditch. Great name. He found a clever way to hunt birds in our garden. <laughs> love the show. You are our first podcast every day and just heard the first Jack episode. Looking forward to more. love from the UK, Stephen. That's Cathy. hilarious. Look at
1: this guy. I know. So cute.
0: Awesome. Go ahead with the next, uh, oh, anonymous one, right?
1: All right, you got it. This is from Anonymous. Pronouns he, they. Hello, Beans Queens. longtime listener. First-time caller. <laughs> I lost my beautiful dog, Amy, the kidney disease during the first year of the pandemic. I'm so sorry. After my boyfriend and I broke up a few months ago, I decided it was time to have a dog in my life again, and I picked up Reggie from a local rescue. He made it from Tulsa, Oklahoma, all the way to Madison, Wisconsin. I named him after Lieutenant Reginald Barclay Third mm-hmm. from Star Trek, although my Reggie spells his last name. Barkley, not Barkley. <laughs> yes. Well, what the mud do you think he is? DNA results below. Don't spoil yourself. I think you'll get some of them, some of his breeds. There are 17. What is happening? <laughs> uh, maybe easier to guess what he isn't at this point. Thanks for what you do. I listen every day and I can't wait to get to know Jack.
0: All right. So I see Mastiff
1: and Lab. Oh God, so cute. There's um some and uh, blue German uh, shepherd. Blue healer in the chest. And Dobie.
0: And Chihuahua. What there's else a do you blue see? Blue healer in the chest. Maybe a little maybe a little chow. Let's see. Gosh, there's there's so many here. All right. Let's go through this. Is an adorable dog, by the way, but let's go through what we have here. We have Pitbull. We have American Staffordshire Terrier. We got Chihuahua. I got one. We got Shih Tzu, Pekingese, Australian Catterdog, Belgian Sheepdog, Pomeranian. That's for my first one. Bulldog, Pug, Eskimo, Lhasa Apso, Lab. I got that one. Boxer, Bichon Frise, Border Collie, and Cocker Spaniel. Holy Majoli. What a sweet baby.
1: All right. This is from Peggy from Northwest Indiana. Her pronouns are she and her. Love AG and Dana. And I'm so grateful for you both. Here's a photo of Teddy Bear over 70 years old with a hospital diaper. They use snaps that I brought my daughter home in because I forgot to pack diapers. I love this story. I'm getting ready to celebrate her 52nd birthday. So I'm including a nine month photo and Doing double duty for pet pick. My daughter, Joni, today with her Mia dog. She rescued from a kill shelter in Texas. Shout out to Tracy's paws. They do wonderful work. Happy holidays. Love the new Jack podcast. Oh, my God. This is so sweet. And I got a baby picture from 1971 and now the cutest adult picture with the cutest puppy. Oh, my gosh. This is
0: like the, the, the hat trick of cuteness. So, first of all, the teddy bear, 70 years old, over. With a diaper that you brought your daughter home in, in 1971. Incredible. And that baby picture is adorable. And then this little doggy Is there a what the mutt here? Nope. It's just adorable. No,
1: just cuteness. It's pure cuteness. So sweet.
0: Thank you for that. Next up from the Mudex. Hello, fostered four kittens about a month ago. They finally found homes with loving parents. The runt in particular stole my heart, and she's now part of the family and the newest professional cuddle buddy. We named him Jack Smith, oh. and we love him. <laughs>
1: that is fantastic.
0: This is Jack Smith, the void kitty. Oh, the mutex. I love this so much. Look at him in the tree because cats are ornaments. And there's one with, oh my my gosh, this is such a cute baby. I love it. Okay, so now uh, the Mudex. To the Mudex, you are now going to have to send us updates on Jack Smith so that we can talk about him, you know, in the podcast, because this is adorable. For
1: sure. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, 100%. Thank you, everybody, for sending in your good news. If you have anything you want to send to us, anything at all, you can do so by going to dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Just a reminder, we are not going to be here during the holidays. I'll probably be posting some videos and stuff on Patreon for patrons. Remember, you can join for, uh, I think, as little as three bucks a month for the beans. If you go to five bucks a month, you get the beans and the Jack podcast ad-free and early. Nice. And... um yeah, so I'll, th- that's probably how I'll be doing the news for that week. And, and it might be sparse and few and far between without any rigid schedule because I'm really trying to g- give everybody, including myself, a little break. <laughs> so um, so please note that those, there also might be a little interruption in cleanup on aisle 45. So just want everybody to be aware of that. The, it's the week, uh, you know, between Christmas and New Year's, we'll be back on January, I think second or third. Maybe Monday or Tuesday, depending on how I feel. <laughs> but we'll dive right back in, going, going full force. And uh, don't forget, dude, Dana, that January 6th stuff comes out on December 21st before the oh, holidays. Oh, we're going to have
1: some good podcasts because we're going to deep dive into it. It's going to be awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And the headlines are going to be, I think, pretty... Pretty amazing. Uh, so, I think it might be a, yeah. a very Merry Christmas. It's going to be criminal referrals. Woody ding ding ding. I'm excited. Happy holidays. All right. That's it. Do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here? What are your travel days again? So, everybody knows.
1: I will not be in your ears tomorrow, but I will be back the day after. So, enjoy AG tomorrow, and I'll be back with you on Wednesday morning.
0: Thank you so much, uh, everybody. Until then, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q.
1: MSW Media.